everybody looks like my co-host over here is starting a little pentecostal with his uh, <laughs> with his with his flow today he's shouting hallelujah hallelujah how are you today mr roberto oh Carlos? i'm feel um, i don't know I, I feel so blessed because we're kind of doing a a different setup mm-hmm. um so we're not <laughs> you want to you want to share with our audience a little bit uh, let's just let we're into it we're here everybody welcome welcome to episode number drum roll drum roll 24 actually. 24 wow hashtag kobe number 24 the legendary kobe bryant r.i.p kobe but yeah we're is that here. is that is that kobe from the uh, the uh, lakers right uh was kobe was. from the lakers <laughs> mm. yeah r.i.p kobe the goat but yes it is kobe bryant from the lakers one of the best mm. basketball players of all time this is his episode number so we do it in honor of Kobe. How about that for this one? Hey, that's good. Hey. Kobe Bryant, LA Lakers. <laughs> Even though we're from the Bay, shout out the Warriors. We're we're Golden State oh, Warriors wow. fans out here. But yeah, as as my co-host over here, Mr. Roberto Carlos Paredes mentioned, I mean, you know, I'm, we're not in the same room today. Not I don't today. Know, I don't know if you guys can hear the quality difference. Probably you can. Yeah. <laughs> don't 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 get mad at us, all right guys. We're trying our best to still be consistent with the podcast, to not let the flow stop because we know that there is this is this is for it's a it's a community of people who who have been listening. So, we're just so happy and we want to give you guys our best. So, we're over here experimenting. We're over here pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone. We wouldn't be a good host or good um podcasters if we didn't practice what we preach so we're over here pushing ourselves so come on give us a little bit of slack so when you say over here i i guess the uh our audience will say what what this guy are doing kind of like i mean where where they are i mean well where are you at right now where are you are you on a beach are you on a beach in hawaii look at i'm in studio number one Studio One ah. Studio of uh, Weight Media Network. Studio yes, One, You're the original one. The original. Actually, it's Studio One Two Three. Yeah, Studio One Two Three is the original studio for Wave oh. Studio. So you got the name wrong, but hey. At least fifty percent there, but yeah, you're in <laughs> you're in the studio right now over there in amazing Redwood City, California, the beautiful Bay Area. Amazing, amazing. And where yeah. are you? Where um, are you, Sam? Where are you? Because <laughs> the, the, the listeners are waiting. Where is Samuel? <laughs> hashtag, hashtag, where's Sam? Is that the new the new hashtag? Anyways, um, I'm in a little city, uh, a little bit north of you. About took us about like five, four hours to get here. So wow. I'm a little bit uh, north up here in a little city. You might have heard of it before, called uh, Redding, California. I don't know Redding, if you've heard California. of it. California, yes. Redding, California, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm over here actually in a current, I'm still in it right now, but I am attending the Bethel Music Worship School in wow, Redding, wow. California, which is, has been honestly one of the, for the longest time I've looked up to Bethel's ministry and looked up to their worship leaders and specifically the culture that they've created around um, ushering in the presence of God and specifically living kingdom mindsets and living kingdom lifestyles. Um, Obviously, huge, huge influence in my life um, as a Christian. And I don't know about you. I know that you're actually one of the first people who 
put me on to Bethel um, mm. back in the day when I was very young. You talked to me about Bill Johnson's book. Bill Johnson yes. um, yeah. was the uh, senior pastor. He He's no longer the senior pastor right now. He's okay. sort of taken a little bit of a step Sab- aside. Okay. Sabbatical, obviously, because... Mm-hmm. Um, if you do or don't follow Bethel, there's a lot of stuff that's been going on. But uh, his book, When Heaven Invades Earth, yes, yes, literally yes. one of the most foundational books for me. I totally recommend you guys to go and read it. Um, I've even in this time that I've been here, it's been a real like dream come true, honestly, because, you know, to see them and admire them for so many years from afar. But then to actually be here, getting to experience it has just been a whole, whole different thing. Honestly, it's been great. What, what, what are you, can you say? One of the things that you really kind of let's say, you know, this only happened when you're in the place because, you know, we can, you know, hear good things, even mm-hmm. we can see and videos. But what it, a thing that you can say, you know what, you have to be here in order to experience that's what would you really, say that that's a that's actually a really good question um obviously you know like how you're saying we've watched countless sermons watched countless you know videos on youtube of their worship leaders you know leading worship and things like that which is great you know like i've experienced the presence of god through those videos even you know like through the uh youtube i was Mm -hmm. for a a time subscribed to their bethel music worships worship you it used to be what they had like an online platform and you, you get the content right like you can get the revelation that Bill Johnson carries. You can get the revelation that, you know, any of the worship leaders carry when they teach. But one thing that I'd say that is unique that, like, I don't think you can, that doesn't transmit through the videos or through the books or whatever, is the integrity of the lifestyle that these individuals live. Mm, okay. Their, their humility. Yes, yes. Their, their character of service their postures of of servanthood like you don't you don't get that through through a book or through a youtube video you know let's be real you only get to hear or see or experience that when you've seen these people and how they walk and how their character is and it's honestly just like a testament to why they're impacting the world because the reality is that you know they're living a lifestyle that's different that's extremely extremely different and you can tell um, from the way they talk, from the way they carry themselves, that they're truly trying to bring the kingdom of earth here. So it a, goes, it goes, way. it's pretty much, it goes beyond the, just the performance. It goes beyond that just, you know, in front of the camera, in front of the mic, but kind of like having a, a, a conversation and the way they carry themselves, that's kind of like you are able to see something that, we don't see it in the video or we don't listen it in like, you know, a, a album. So that's, that's, that's nice. I mean, that's, yeah. that's kind of unique, you know. It's, it's funny because like um, there's a quote out there. I was just talking to, uh, with you about this off podcast, how they say um, to never meet your heroes. Mm-hmm. is kind of like yeah, a quote yes. that's out there. But the reality is that I've gotten to hear, be in the room, be ministered by these people who I consider my heroes and it's it's powerful to see how like you know because that quote uh, never meet your heroes like it's common in like the professional world or in like even hollywood context like a lot of actors 
you know, you might look up to, I don't know, Chris Evans, Captain America, or Tony Stark, uh, Robert Downey Jr., um, or even Dwayne du- The Rock Johnson, whoever, mm-hmm. whatever yeah. your favorite actor the, the is. The Rock. <laughs> the Rock, yeah. yeah. You, you, might, you might be a big fan of The Rock on TV or on the movies, but then... Like you know, they say that when you actually meet those people in real life, that they don't they don't end up being that nice people, or they don't end up being that mm, good. Which I is see what not, you mean. Which is not true of everyone, obviously. Yes. But it's interesting how like culture has kind of made that a common saying or a common statement. But I've experienced the complete opposite personally mm. with with meeting these guys and getting to talk to some of them. Um, the track that I was in specifically this whole week that I've been here. Um, now the track has concluded, but it was specifically in the uh, recording and production track. Wow. Here, wow. here at Bethel Studio. And I got to basically sit in for four days listening to someone. His name is Luke Hendrickson. Shout out, Luke. I don't think he <laughs> listens to this podcast, but maybe one but, day. Hey, 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 you never know. I mean, I never you, know. I never know. You just, you know, you can, you know, uh, be surprised that, I mean, you're a student, you'll, you know, receive from them. And one of the things is that when you're a leader, you rejoice when students, you know, they do extra things that you have taught them. Right. So don't lose hope. (laughs) Right. So like... I'm I'm trying, kind of like, I'm trying to squeeze you, your experience, so we can, we as, you know, that we're not there to at least receive something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, but it's like, back to what I was saying about how, like, you know, you never meet your heroes. The uh-huh, reality yeah. is that these guys walk in what they say. Like, you know how we were just saying, like, you need to practice what you preach? Yes. They're, like, that's a common, common thing, unfortunately, um, within a lot of Christian circles and just faith in general, you see a lot of people who claim to have one faith or claim to have a certain belief system but then their lives don't reflect that i don't know if you've ever met people like that yeah maybe some of our listeners might identify with like these quote-unquote it might step on some people's toes i'm sorry i'm sorry i I don't mean any disrespect but like these so-called you know quote-unquote like fake people or fake christians even Mm -hmm. you know people who um they might be up there on Sunday or they might be, you know, showing up and, oh, praise God, glory to God. But then their lifestyle just doesn't align, you know. I see, um, I see. There's I see a lot of th- there's a lot of that out there who yes. that has kind of pushed people away from church, has kind of led them to be like, ah, why am I going to go to a place full, filled with fake people? Um, but it's been honestly such an opposite experience here, um, being in Reading, being in Bethel. I have not felt anyone. It, it mm. sounds kind of kind of crazy, obviously, but like from these guys and from these people that have been modeling the kingdom for so many years, you can tell that they've walked in it, that it's a lifestyle that they that they've developed, that it's not just something that they did. Oh, I started doing this two months ago, and man, it's been going great. No, it's an ongoing process that they've lived for tens, fifteens of years, like since they were young kids or you know young guys or girls and you can really see it in the way they carry themselves and in the way they talk and in the way they share like they're not these super super high level like they don't make themselves like more than what they are they're really humble and really approachable which was something that has been blowing my mind honestly Mm -hmm. i didn't i didn't expect that 
So that's kind of like one of yeah what, what you can say on a, on a personal level that you and the first hand you have seen that and feel it because not you just see but you can feel the love you can feel mm-hmm. you know the humbleness you can feel like you just said they easy to be approached and you know because that's what it is at the end of the day we you know need to model that that we the people see us you know uh, they, they we can be reachable. Because right. that's what it is, you know. I, I think if if one of the things that we we really talk about Jesus, he was approachable leader among the people. And right. sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's, you know it's hard because you you fight with that. You know, as as we start the podcast, I grew up uh, watching the Lakers mm-hmm. in El Salvador, and wow, I mean, uh, Karum Abdul Jabbar, the Celtics. So for then me, you was, watched Kobe Bryant. Back oh then, yes, yeah, but had, uh, he used to I, he used to wear the number eight. Yes, I don't know if I just, you remember. Uh, not yeah. really, probably, but uh, I used, you know, I can you know, tell you that uh, Karim Abdul-Jabbar, uh, Magic Johnson, Magic Johnson, uh, yeah. Michael Jordan. The, of well, the, Michael uh, Jordan the, played for the Bulls. Yes, for, for the Bulls. So, but I grew up seeing the, these, you know, right, guys. Right. And, um, you know, it's the, I, I, you know that's kind of like, those kind of like your heroes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you have a chance to really go to the game and even get close to them, and the, I, 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 now I understand what you're saying about that quote that, you know, sometimes you, you might be shocked because you have a good image of them, but the reality, the way they act, their character sometimes is different. You know, there's a quote that I grew up, I learned this from, from one of my pastors. I'll just put it that way. I'll let you guess who that is. But, and you know who it is because obviously. But anyways, I'll share it with the, with the listeners that I'll say it in Spanish because it, if it hits better, it stuck with me for many years. It's líder que no sirve, mm. no sirve. Uh, it doesn't really translate that well into English, but the best way that I've been able to kind of translate it is a leader who is not working does not work. Mm. It's useless. It will be Sam's translation. <laughs> Sam's translation, Sam's interpretation of that yeah. from English to Spanish. But it's like, what I mean by that is like a leader who's not actively putting in the work, meaning serving, being in the grind, modeling what it looks like to grind, modeling what it looks like to serve, modeling what it looks like to work. They're never going to be effective in their ministry. Mm-hmm. They're never going to truly see the impact that they want to see because something that they shared here in the conference is that you, as worship leaders, because this is a specifically a, a worship yes. conference, the one of the big concepts that I learned from one of the people that I looked up to for many years, his name is Paul McClure, a worship leader. He said, the number one thing that you need to develop with your congregation is trust. Because mm. as worship leaders or as leaders, what we want to do is take risks because that's what that's in our that's in our personality. It's in our mindset. Like we want to push the barrier. Everyone here, we can say we want to change the world. Right. But everyone who wants to change the world, you can't change the world without trust. You can't change people's lives without trust. If they don't trust you, they'll never be able to take a risk on you. You know, does, does that make any sense? Yeah, like, I don't. A lot, I don't know. I don't know if you, as a leader, like how how you can share some of your insight and maybe in that concept and that foundational principle. For me, is la. Uh, for me, is you know, especially when you go through a hard times, when you go 
through uh, situations, they have to, you know, deal with your personality. That's, in those times, it's kind of like you really model what is inside of you. Because hmm. it's easy to, you know, have a face when everything is going fine. It's easy to have a face when the lights, everything is going right. Wow. But it's, it is hard to show a face when you're going through divorce, when you're going that you lose your job, mm -hmm. when you have your bank account in red, when you're struggling with your wife, when you're struggling with your kids, mm -hmm. and you have to be the minister and have mm -hmm. that face. Not because you're trying to um, kind of like cover up, but you know, you know what you're made of. It's your lifestyle. It's yeah. your lifestyle. I think I don't want to put myself in, in, you know, in, in a big high chair. But um, you don't want to. You're, you're, you don't want to glorify yourself. No, no, no. But that, that's I, already I, a bad statement. You, you can never uh, start with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But uh, you, you experienced many times that I, you know, before I was going to preach, maybe I had some issues in my house, and maybe I have some things, and I have to really, you know, go and preach. And you just kind of like look at me like. <laughs> mm -hmm. So 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 for me, that's kind of like a true you know, um, a true person that even though it's going through a hard time, that person is able to still model what he, what he has in the, Yes, the leadership. Because it, leadership is about serving others. Mm. And if I'm able That's to serve you... That's a tough pill to swallow for a yeah, lot of people, though. <laughs> yeah, if I'm, able, if I'm able to serve you in the worst times of my life, that's a proof of a good leadership. In my in my perspective, absolutely. You know? And even if we are to bring it into obviously the topic of what we talk on here on the podcast, we talk about one of the most influential leaders of all time. If you look at Jesus, right? How yes. he modeled what it meant to be a leader. He washed the feet of his disciples. Ooh, don't go there because that's that's so, a big one. That, that, so, that's so, yes, that's a big so, one. So you're thinking someone who came and we say he is our king, he is our Messiah. Yet the king was washing the feet of his disciples. No That's, one, is, no one no. is beyond that. You know what I'm saying? No, because you just said it right. He was a king. Mm -hmm. Even if we can stretch it just a little bit more, he was God, and he right. was a human. Right. But he had that position. He had that posture to watch the disciples' feet. Even, even he did it to Judas. The one who was going to betray him. Yes. Imagine, imagine. Yes. What, what would you guys do if you know? <laughs> let's say, let let me put it this way, right? You, you're. Let's say you're. Um, I don't know. You're on the greeting team, or even this way. Let's put it this way, right? You're working on a project and you're at work, and then you've you know that you have a coworker who you know that this person is, let's say, not qualified to do their job or you know that they're like mm, that person's a little bit sketchy but then they tell you hey um you're actually gonna be working one-on-one -on -one with that person mm -hmm. yep yep what would you do you're probably gonna be like oh what the I heck yep. i don't want that person that person this 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 but even even in in that posture we go back to the quote of a leader who is not working does not work 
it will never work. You know, it, it's like a, oftentimes we, we make it like it's rocket science. We try to overcomplicate the formula of what it means to be an effective leader, but you just hit it right on the head. To be a leader means to serve others. And it's a hard pill to swallow for, for even me. I, I struggle with that in my life. Like I'm still learning. I'm, uh, I'm assuming a lot of you of the younger listeners, you might identify with this as well of like you're still developing your leadership style or you're developing how you're going to serve others. It's hard. It's, it's a challenge. It, it, it's, it's a hard, it's a challenge, but you have to, you have to really be willing to be in that process because like you just said, like an example, you know, you, it, it will come on opportunities to work with people or to serve with people that even they think different than you, even mm. they dress different than you, mm, even the, the color of the skin might be different than you. <laughs> okay. Maybe, maybe the age are different than you, but it, it doesn't matter about the other people, what matters is you, your yeah. posture, your position. How much are you willing to serve that person? Mm-hmm. And, That's, and it's a, yeah, sorry. The, I mean, it, it's not easy, but let me tell you, if you follow, if you really make it happen, you will grow, you will mature and mm-hmm. in, in a good character of a good leader, of a good person, if we can say that. And to further that point, you will div- you will earn trust. Okay, you will earn yes. The trust of the people who are serving with you, who are working with you. If you're a manager and you want to be effective and you want your employees to love you, you got to be willing to work alongside them. You got to be willing to put in the hours the same way they're putting in the hours. If you're a mom or if you're a dad and you want your kids to trust you and love you, you need to make yourself at their level you got to serve them too you know it, it's in everything if you want to have a successful marriage i'm learning this as a you know a freshly married person as well shout out my wife i miss her a lot <laughs> i don't want to cry i know she's listening to the podcast so i love you babe anyways that's not the point here but um you know in a marriage you need to learn to die to yourself and serve the other person and it's like these being a leader is for everyone. We've talked about this many times on the podcast. There's a call to leadership over everybody's life. The question is, what kind of leader do you want to be? Yes. Do you yep. want to be a leader that is effective, that actually works? Or do you want to be a leader that um, you flick it on and off and you're like, dang it, this is not working. And it's like, bruh, you're not effective in what you want to do, in what you want to accomplish. And then you live a life frustrated, wondering, oh, why am I not this? Why am I not that? It's very simple. You're not serving. That's it. That's, that's what it is. Even Jesus said that if you want to be the first one among the people, you have to serve it all. So that's your first position, that you need to be willing to serve everybody that is around you even it can be just a cup of water you know you just said you you might be the manager you might be the boss you might be the owner of the company but just showing that gratitude to that person that is working for you it makes a lot of difference why especially especially if you are a believer especially if you are somebody that you know you say that that you you know, you're a Christian. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like, we need that in our society, 
that not just label ourselves of a re religious people, but show it with our actions, show it, you know, with our words, prove the love of God that is inside of us. And sometimes, yeah, like you say, it's not easy, but you, you need to be willing to die to yourself. It's a challenge. We challenge you guys uh, to um, assess your areas of your leadership, of your influence, and where maybe you can implement something small. Maybe it's taking your team out to lunch. Maybe it's, I don't know, going out on a date. Maybe it's going and spending some extra time or texting someone who you haven't spoken to, but... You know, there's calls to every to to room to grow, and at the end of the day, that's what this podcast is about. It's about growth. It's about getting better. It's about learning more about yourself, discovering yourself, and how you can be better. Um, and so it, it's cool. It's cool because I think it fits fittingly into what we're going to be talking about today. Because as we continue our series on um, exploring how the Bible serves as a companion to us. I've found so many times in my life when I've um, been confronted with tough situations, when I've been, even in my own leadership, when I've faced struggles or challenges on my leadership, this, this book right here has really inspired me and has really called, called me to higher standards. I don't know if that makes any sense. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I'm going to ask you a question because I've seen, you know, many people that, you know, I, I hope, you know, people don't get me wrong, but do you, do you carry an actual Bible with you, with you in your backpack? Like you can really flip the pages or you have it in your phone and, and the iPad. For me, it's like, I'll do you some know, ASMR for you guys. Here we go. You guys hear that? There you go. <laughs> you you are you are really a a Gen Z uh, old fashioned style carrying your Bible. <laughs> I have both. I have both. <laughs> yeah, you know, for me personally, you know, after many many years, you know, uh, I really like to have you know the Bible because many people die for this book, so it, it means a lot. You know, it means it means a lot, and you know, I like this season that we're you know enhancing that the Bible is the best companion in every moment that we live in here in the earth. I was and, gonna and, call the oh my bad, go for it. And that's kind of like or or but you know what? I want you uh, the listener because when we say that we really love to do this, you know, you're in Reading, I'm here in Redwood City. Uh, you know, I, I we just want to share what time we record in this podcast because it's 11, 11 11 11, make a wish, y'all. 11 11. Thursday, almost, we're going to hit midnight recording this podcast. Why? Because we, lo we love to do this. Yeah, Why? We're because not, we don't say that to glorify no, ourselves. No, 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 no. We should, we should be no. sleeping. You should be sleeping. Uh, you have a big day tomorrow. I should be resting. But we do this because we want to serve you guys, because, you know, we really are passionate about what we do. So that's for us is we're trying to live what we preach. And that's simple because, you know, uh, we're walking alongside this journey. I, I'm 21 years old. I still have a long way to go. I have a lot to learn. And, you know, this week has just been even more confirmation of that, that I'm still getting started in this year. Someone who has walked the walk of faith for over 25 years, over 25 years in ministry 
you know and you could share and talk about how many times this book right here that we're holding has basically saved your life. Ooh, many, many times. Many, many times. It might sound mystical, but it's like, uh, you know, even uh, Paul said in Ephesians, you know, it's like a shield. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it protects you. Yeah. Uh, under times that you're under attack. It will protect your mind. It will protect your life. And not just you, but your family too. Because and check this out too. Like, think about it this way, right? 25 years, has this book ever failed you? No, not at all. Because because the reality is that I'm, it's 25 years, but anybody can spend 25 years doing something. But the reality is you've been intentional because of the nature of what you do, obviously, as a preacher, but, you know, this can apply to anyone. But when you take this book and bring it into your life, when you take the text and when you take those words that are on them and you allow them to soak into you, the reality is that you're investing into the book, you're investing into the word of God, but the word of God is then, it says that whatever you plant, you shall sow. Whatever you, yes. you shall reap what you sow. And so yes. for 25 years of you spending time with this book, of you developing a relationship with it, you've become its friend. It, it, that's that's kind of like what I want to share with all of our listeners, maybe some of our younger listeners in the yes. faith, mm -hmm. that you need to spend time the same way you, you, you know, when you have a girlfriend and you, you think about her all the time or think uh, you're a girl, you might have a boyfriend, you think about them all the time. You want to spend time with them. You want to hang out with them. You want to kiss them. You want to hug them. You want to love them. It's the same way with this book because obviously when you're in a relationship, if you invest that, you're going to receive that. If you invest in time and spending with that person, then you're going to grow in your relationship with that person. It's the same thing with this book. The more you put into it, the more you'll get out of it. Talk about that for 25 years as a pastor, man. Like you're one of the most, you're one of the fitting people to talk about this because what we're talking about today, specifically just so you guys start to kind of, you know, get it in the back of your head. We're going to talk about one of our favorite characters, one of my favorite characters, at least. I can't, I don't know about you. You're, you'll speak in a second, Mr. Pastor Roberto Carlos. But we're talking about someone who we've talked about before on the podcast, and his name is Saul. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember? It, it, Go yeah. back and listen to that episode. Yeah. Well, as a matter of fact, I think was episode number one. It was episode number one. It because was. I, I remember when you shared with me about, um, you know, what you were meditating on the life of Paul. And, you know, you shared with me, say, you know, I want to talk about the life of Paul. And that was that, that was our first uh, podcast that we record. And now after 23, we're in 24, uh, we're going back. To talk Going about back. this character, yeah, this this character is is very special, very very, very special, very very special place in our yeah. hearts. But before we get Definitely. into talking about Paul, talk about how you've lived a lifestyle where you've made this guy, this book right here, your best friend or your companion. Talk about that you, for a little bit. You know, I I like the way you you frame it, the way you put it, because it's it's a relationship. Um, you know, let's say 25 years ago, I remember uh, when I, you know, I had my encounter with the Lord. 
Um, back then, you didn't have no no iPads. You didn't have no smartphones. You really oh, oh you're that old? Okay, yes, Dino- yes, okay, dinosaur. Yes. You're oh dinosaur, well, bro. yeah. <laughs> so I remember uh, buying my first uh, Bible, and kind of like you know, for me, I was so very excited. I used to spend you know hours and hours just reading. You know, it it, it, it something started in my heart just to read to read, and you know. Kind of like knowing what was going on, so after twenty years, you know, is it, it is something that everything that I'm going through, I have an I I can find an answer here in this book, and I was thinking that now we're living in, in the life of technology. You have your your Bible and your iPad and your phone. We have movies. We you can even even you can listen the whole Bible and audio, you can be walking, you can be listening. So there is no excuse. I don't think there is no excuse to really develop this relationship. This, um, if we can say, spend time with with this companion. This is the best companion you ever meet in your entire, entire life. And um, that that's that's the way. That's I, I don't know, am I sound so um, fanatic? But that's the way it is, you know. That's kind of like for me, these 25 years, like you say, it has never failed me. And think about good it. Good times, you know? yeah. good times and bad times. Because Even, it's easy. Yeah. It's easy when you're going through hard situations, bad situations. It's easy to run and, you know, kind of like get hold. But when, you're, when everything is fine, when everything, maybe you don't need anything, that's when you really need to spend time because you need to be thankful for what you have. Yeah. This podcast is hard to record uh, at a distance because obviously I'm not trying to interrupt you or you interrupt me. So cut, cut us some grace over here, our listeners. If you guys are like, what the heck is going on with these guys? Just cut us some slack, guys. We're trying to figure it out. We're we're here, but to your point well, of what and, you're sharing, and, you know. And the technical and let, let me explain in the technical parts of the audience, you are in uh wireless connection, right? Yeah, I'm on a wireless connection. Yeah. Um but the a, reality is it has nothing to do with that. Really? This is technical. This is nerdy. I don't we don't need to go into it, but <laughs> the software that we're using, actually you're not gonna hear any of what I know what you're talking about. You hear something on your headphones. Yes, our listeners, I did. Our listeners are not going to hear that. So oh, okay. Anyway, okay. Anyways, that, that's a whole separate tangent. But the delay, like there is a little bit of a timing delay, mm. obviously, because we're relying on Wi-Fi technology, internet technology. So I'm in Redding, California. But how impressive is it that we can still have a conversation with yeah. each other? Like, you know, you're responding to me. There's a little bit of delay probably like when you're in Redwood City saying it to when I hear it in my headphones. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, it, okay. Cause, I, I, cause yeah, when, I got it. Yeah. I understand. Cause yes, when, yes. Because when I'm with you in person, there's no latency. It's literally yes. immediate uh, monitoring environment. But in this case, there's a little bit of, I don't know, maybe like a... Three, three 200 seconds. milliseconds no 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 no. it's not even seconds because if it were seconds there it would be really awkward for us to talk like mm. i'd be over here and then i i wouldn't know whether you're responding to me or not but it's like milliseconds so it, it's negligible but anyways that's besides the point back to what we're talking about today to get back on topic with what you're saying about living a lifestyle like the reality is that this this book, what it is known as, it is, it's called the gospel. 
you could call it many many things you could call it the bible you can call it um the good if news you, if, if you're reading the first five books of the bible you could call it the torah you could call mm-hmm. it the pentateuch there's many terms for this but at the end of the day the, the my favorite one that i like to use because it's very practical is is gospel mm. can, can you define what that what that means for you like what what does what does the gospel mean in a definition well, in the in the easy way we can say that for me the gospel is what they you know Jesus referred the good news, because the good news from somebody that is good. But the reality is that the word gospel pertains only to the record of Jesus's life. Yeah, true or false? You know, yes, like that's what the it reality is, yeah. of what this book is is it's it's counting and telling us the story of a man who was 100% man but at the same time 100% god yes it, it, it's yes. a paradox it, it, in in i when i was younger there was this um book that i don't remember who's the author but i just remember i was at barnes and noble and i saw the title and it said the jesus paradox mm, okay and and it's that it's how is it that there was someone like you like me he had two eyes. He had probably a really nice beard, you know, or some really nice hair. We a lot of times they like to paint Jesus as that yes, beautiful. Yes, yes. That's and what they do. He was a Middle Eastern guy. At yeah. the end of the day, he was normal. He had a mom. He had a dad. But the paradox is that he was also a god. He was one hundred percent God. And this book, what it does is it allows us to see that it shows us who that is. It walks us through it in a very very uh simple and practical way because these words are in english it's available in spanish it's available in mandarin you can read a lot of translations that interpret it in different ways but ultimately what they all revolve around is that the message of jesus and who he was specifically more than anything i think you know to bring it into what we're going to be talking about today it's the lifestyle that he lived you know like i don't know if you can attest to that or share on that obviously you're not reacting we have a little bit of delay we address that but the reality is that that's what this book is it's a companion um because you can see jesus in this book and it's basically jesus being there with you whenever you read it you know and in in also you know it was like in the in the gospel of john uh, we already talked about also in the other postcard that, you know, he was the word, but the word became flesh. So when we see Jesus uh, modeling his lifestyle, it's, it's being recorded. So every time you want to see how Jesus, um, you know, behave, how Jesus interact with people, you're able to really read his story. In, in, in the Bible, and that's, that's kind of like people around him, let's say like the disciples learn from him, and especially Paul. Paul, he, he did not have the experience like Peter or James or, or John had. No, Paul, he experienced this relationship with, the, with, the, with Jesus in a totally different way than the, the other disciple, and that's kind of like for us, is that we have that opportunity 
as Paul experienced, that relationship we can experience in, in the times that we're living. You're you're getting you're getting all preachy on us, man. Let let let's let's get you out of your little pastor rank. You're getting too emotional. It sounds like I'm gonna have to come in and start playing piano behind you for you to start <laughs> for you to start closing your message because you you're sounding real inspired here, man. But the reality is that this is what I was reflecting on. Um, who we're talking about today, right, Paul? Specifically, um, we're gonna be diving into the story in the book of Philippians. It's a very, very powerful book, but put your, let's put let's put ourselves in this in our in these shoes for a second. Paul, as we spoke about in other podcasts, you guys have to go check them out. Really highly recommend them. There's a podcast out there called Into the Waves, and they talked about uh, Paul. So you guys should go check out that podcast and that episode. But um, what made Paul unique, and this is interesting, is that he initially persecuted the church. Mm-hmm. as yes. someone who was a Jew. He was originally a Jew. So put yourselves in this for a second. When you grab this book, this one right here that I have in front of me, when you grab the Bible, you have access to the same information that Paul had access to when he was a Jew, when he was reading the Torah, when he was learning the Pentateuch, in this case, Genesis, Exodus, Numbers, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy. When you go through those books, Jesus read those same books. If you go and you read the book of Isaiah, Paul also had access to Isaiah in his time. Jesus, it says there's a famous uh, quote, or there's a famous story in the Gospels where Jesus is found in the synagogue reading the scriptures. You get to read those same scriptures. Right Luke, here, uh, it was right Luke, now. Luke, Luke uh, 4, yeah, in when Luke, he was in the synagogue, yeah. In the gospel. So 4, like, 18. Think about it, like, yeah. you're, we get access to the same information that they had access to. For what purpose? Why? The, it, this book was left, and the concept of divine inspiration, God inspired the word of God and revealed it to man for us to use it as a practical tool. Because we see so many other great leaders in their time, obviously like Jesus, like Paul, like Timothy, like Moses, use this scripture as a tool to to defend themselves, to protect themselves, to equip themselves, to share, to connect ultimately with people. That's the, the purpose of this book. And in this case, the, the, the book that we're reading today that we're going to be exploring for the episode, the book of Philippians is actually really, really cool because it's formatted in the form of a letter, you know, like I'm talking about like old school letters. Like, I don't know if you guys grew up um, having pen pals. Did you have a pen pal? Did you ever write letters to people? Like oh, yes, definitely. handwritten yes. letters and yes, you, put yes. the, you put the stamp on it. Yes, you, you, go to, you go to the post office, you have all the experience uh, writing it, uh, go to the you know go to the post office, buying the stamp. It's send a little it. bit old nowadays. Everyone has email. Oof. You know, you could think of no. it the same way. Uh, like, but the 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 book of Philippians is actually a letter. You know, it's like an email, like a a memo, like you know that that Paul is writing to the church in Philippi, which is a 
if you look at the city of Philippi in the context of the time where it was in, it was actually named after King Philip of Macedonia. Mm-hmm. Fun fact for you, who was the uh, he was the father of Alexander the Great. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so like the name Philippi stemming obviously from King Philip in this case, but obviously if you know Alexander the Great, then you know um, his empire, of course, was the Roman empire one of the greatest empires in throughout history right you know probably the only other greater kingdom is america baby the united states of america come on now can't get better than that but you know that's the um that's the context in which this city existed in it was a actually one of the most prosperous roman colonies that existed within the roman kingdom and so the people of this colony were truly, and you can identify them as Romans, true, true Romans. They not only uh, dressed like Romans, they spoke Latin. That was the language. Yes, that they yeah, used. that was the language, yes, the Latin. Um, yes. You know, Paul was a Jew. He spoke Aramaic, um, but in his travels, you know, he was exposed to so many different cultures to so many different environments if you go and listen to the podcasts um, we talk about how paul was tasked with leading and sharing again the gospel with this group of people known as the gentiles people and basically the gentiles how you can think about them is basically anyone who wasn't jewish at the time and so Paul was tasked with sharing the gospel to these people. And this this church right here, the church in Philippi, is who he's writing the book of Philippians to, this letter. And he it's funny because Paul has a really personal connection with this church. It's the first church that he founded. Mm, wow. It's, it's it's like, you know, you um you've been serving in the same church in your capacity for over 25 years, right? Yes, that's correct. Yes. Okay. Um, but for me. I can identify a little bit with this because like if we think about Paul, a great apostle who did many, many trips throughout Europe, throughout Asia, spreading the gospel, you you know, anyone can relate with this. There's a special place in your heart for That's the first. Correct, yes. There's a special place in your heart for that first that first movie, that first car, yes, uh, your yes. first phone, your first, yep. for me, it's my first microphone, my first yes. computer, my first phone, you know, like my first gaming console, things like that. There's a connection. There's a personal connection with, with your first. And this was the first church that Paul uh, established and founded in his trip t- through Europe. That's pretty crazy, huh? I like what you said. Is he Paul had a special connection with this with the uh, with the people in in this city philippi because that was yeah one of his first trip and he established that church i like it the way you you just frame it the way you put it because we don't you know even that we can grow in life but the first thing we accomplish have a special heart and in a special place in our heart Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of the nature of the letter. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul, Paul, unfortunately, um, from when he is writing this letter, is he's not a free man. He's actually um, has been facing. He is facing incarceration by the Roman Empire. If you go and read the book of Acts, yes. um, specifically Acts chapter 24, um, it's the story of when Paul gets captured and how literally there was a gang of people 
I was sharing with this this with you off podcast, yeah, but for podcast, our listeners. Yeah. Literally, guys, the way that Paul ended up in jail was like a mass, a crowd of people. Like, I don't know if you guys watched the uh, the riot on Capitol Hill that happened when um remember when the people stormed the White House? Yeah. Remember? Uh-huh. Yeah, so, yes, ima- yes. so imagine like an angry crowd who basically Paul was in a city where he was preaching the gospel and these people came and were like, hey, isn't that that guy who's over there spreading the gospel? These are Jews, of course. We yeah, talked a lot I, yeah. about the Pharisees. Yes, um, the so Sadducees. They, so basically these there a giant crowd forms and they attack Paul and they're trying to jump him and they're trying to attack him and so basically Paul's not going through a really good time guys he's he's in a bit of a pickle let's put it that way he's in a he's in a tricky situation but he is yet still even though he is imprisoned he's writing this letter to the people in Philippi again that that just really shows his love for them because you know, he opens up the letter, you know, in a really, really interesting posture where he's thanking them for what they've done. The context of this story is like um, the church in Philippi basically sent some resources to Paul while he was imprisoned. They sent him, I don't know, like a little care package. You know, maybe they sent him his favorite snacks, probably like, I don't know, a little water <laughs> bottle. They probably sent him some books or something. I don't yeah. know what they sent him. But Paul's like, hey, yo, thank you guys for for what you guys have done. Again, going back to how he had a really deep connection with these people. Um, and again, that goes back to that original point. I know it's kind of a little bit off topic, but like, you could see the evidence of Paul's leadership through this letter. And you can see how he really is trying to share with these people because he cares about them. It, and that's, that's his and, posture. And, yeah. And I think this is even that it, it might sound, you know, okay. It is important because even that he was in jail, he's, he still wanted to have a connection with these people. Like we were, like you know, we were explaining that a true leader, even that he's going to a hard times, a hardship, he's still serving other people, and that's what Paul was he was doing through sending this letter to the to the uh, Philippians. Yeah, so we're just gonna jump straight into it. Um, mm-hmm. We're gonna gonna read a couple different passages, but Philippians is really. In, uh, it's a very commonly used uh, scripture, one of the most popular, popular scriptures in the entire uh, book, Philippians 4.13. You know, I'm assuming a lot of you guys hear when I say Philippians 4.13, Filipenses 4.13, and you guys can probably me- recite the verse by memory. You know, like it's it's something you grow up learning in Bible school. You see it on the bookmarks. You see it on the on the magnets. You see it on the posters. Um, I remember growing up as a kid, there was like these big black posters with like a pictures of animals, like a picture of an eagle or like the picture of a ladybug or like a leaf. And it just had like a word. And I just remember eh, like, you know, which ones I'm talking about? The ones that yeah, pastor, yeah, you know. that the pastor had up in his office. I'm sure a lot of yes, you guys know, yes. but like that's what this verse is. It's literally like one of the most staple verses in the Christian faith. But... Here comes the big but. It's, in my opinion, one of the most often, um, it's it's not used properly. 
It, it, it's, it's a cool bookmark. It's a cool catchphrase. But it's a, a good lot stick, of times, car sticker. It's a great car sticker. Great car <laughs> sticker. It's a great Instagram quote. It's a great caption mm -hmm. for your Facebook post. But the reality is that many times we don't really take the time to dive into the context of that verse, right? Let's just recite it by memory. Everyone say it with me now. It says, Philippians 4.13, For I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? We can all say it by memory at this point. It's very simple, very nice verse. But the reality is that look at the context that Paul is in, right? He's literally in jail. Yes. Many times we read this, uh, we use this quote or this scripture to make ourselves feel better, you know, to like mm. motivate ourselves, to like hype ourselves up, to be like, oh, yeah, 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 let, I, I can do all things because I'm a more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. The reality is that Paul's not a conqueror in this situation. He's a prisoner. It, <laughs> even, even like, a, you know, a lot of people make it sound like a, like a superhero, like it's a you know, superstar, a, you know, that's kind of like, you know, a lot of people take it out of the context. But go ahead, go ahead. Basically, the scripture that we're going to be taking up here today is going to be um, a couple different scriptures. Obviously, we're going to be talking about Philippians 4.13. But before, before we dive into Philippians 4.13, um, I want to go ahead and read Philippians chapter 1, verse 27, which says, Whatever happens... Conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then, whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in the one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel. Look at that. I'm going to read it again. It says, whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of of the gospel of Christ. There that that word comes up again, you know, gospel of Christ. Gospel, but, yeah. But look at what it says here, you know, it says to conduct ourselves. You, you, Paul is saying basically y'all got to look at your lifestyle for a second. You know, let, let's take a moment here and ask ourselves this question, what what is the lifestyle that we're living? What kind of life mm. do we live? What kind of people are we are you know maybe you're a computer scientist you spend 40 hours a week working at facebook and you're great at doing code that's a lifestyle or maybe you're i don't know a soccer mom who drives your kids to work and you guys just hang out and live a great life that's also a lifestyle right but here paul is saying whatever happens obviously you know he's in a situation where you know, some pretty bad stuff has happened to him. Yet he says, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel. What do you think that means? Well, like as we were mentioning, he was writing from a position that he was facing death probably. Maybe a few months, a few days, a few, few weeks. Well, that's not like, true because we know that in Philippians, it was actually written in 61... AD and Paul did not die until um, like 68 AD so about 10 years later so he still had quite a life to live after that yeah you know but he had the sentence he was captive he was jailed and he still was talking about a lifestyle 
Can you imagine being mm. in jail and talking about saying. talking about like you have to conduct yourself a lifestyle? Who who can who can write a letter thinking about that? I couldn't. If I was I facing couldn't. a tough situation, I would probably I couldn't. be just worried about that situation. I'd probably yes. just be stressed out the last thing i'd be thinking about is conducting myself in a manner that is worthy of the gospel of christ i'd be like hey yo christ where you at i yeah, need pr- you you know like probably be- you know probably who cares about the people is outside yeah and- but here we see that paul again, yes is 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 writing this because of the nature of his position of who he is again he's a leader and what we said earlier in the beginning is that leaders serve people. So here Paul is trying to serve his community. He's trying to serve the people of Philippi. But he's actually just trying to teach them something. How, how simple that is and how like you know beautiful it is that even in his imprisonment, his focus is still towards giving to people. And I think you know we were talking about practicing what you preach. Paul is practicing what he's preaching. Definitely. Right? He's Definitely, writing yes. a letter even though he's in jail and he's ex- demonstrating that gospel lifestyle, the gospel of Christ. And he is demonstrating what it looks like to conduct yourself in a manner which is worthy of the gospel. Because here's the thing, right? Many of us like to go ahead and quote Philippians 4.13, you know, and say, which I'll read it right now. It says that, Here we go. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. That's what it says here on on my translation. What does it say in your translation that you have? Uh, I like the, uh, I have the Amplified Bible. What does it say? It says, I I have a strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me, I am a self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Look at that. That's the, that, that's that's the a, Amplified Bible. You could tell why it's called the Amplified, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's yeah. adding a lot more uh, really, really cool insight into Paul's mindset. But like, you know, many times we, we think, oh, you know, like I'm going through through a hard time. I'm going through a financial situation or I'm going through this. And I, oh, let me go and read Philippians 4.13 because it's going gonna, it's gonna to inspire me or because it's going to motivate me. But the reality is that Paul can only say that I can do all this through him. Who is him? Who is he talking about here? Right? He's talking directly about Jesus, which is what he's sharing earlier in the gospel where he says, he tells them to conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel. But, But the reality is that when we read this, you know, there's a certain context and there's a certain feeling mm. that that Paul is trying to convey here. It's it's a feeling of joy. It's a feeling of contentment. It's a feeling of rejoicing. If you guys go and read um, Philippians 4.4, 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your greatness, I'm reading verse 5, Let your greatness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, 
But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. Again, you see Paul constantly, constantly, constantly pointing back to one person and one person alone. And who is that? That's Jesus. Right? But he says here, rejoice in the Lord always. Philippians 4.4. 4. If you were in jail, you really think you'd be rejoicing? <laughs> Come on. Put yourself I in don't Paul's think so. Our listeners here, put yourself in Paul's shoes for a second. You're in jail. You're locked up. You probably ain't got no, you don't, you don't got good food. You probably haven't showered. You really think that rejoicing is going to be the first thing you think about? I don't think so. There's probably mm. a lot of other feelings that you'd think about. Anger, frustration, maybe sadness. Here Paul says even anxiety. But the yes. reality is that many times we live a life where maybe we're not physically in prison, maybe we're not locked up in Redwood City Police Department, but we live a life imprisoned to our emotions. We live a life mm. imprisoned to our feelings. Uh, sorry, emotions and feelings are the same things. We live a life imprisoned to our friends to our relationships, to our jobs, um, and we create this, these lifestyle patterns that keep us trapped, that keep us imprisoned, that keep us in a mental state where maybe you feel like you're in a rut, you feel like you can't be creative, you feel like you can't express yourselves. You really feel, and this is a question that so many people ask themselves, you know, you don't feel genuine happiness. You don't feel a satisfaction to your life. You know, the number one question that so many people ask themselves, whether you're young, 12 years old, or whether you're 72 years old or 92 years old is, how can I be happy? You know, we think about what the word rejoicing means, the, the joy know, there. You know how many times uh, the word joy appears in the whole Philippian? You know, 16 times. He mentioned times. that was wow. Sixteen times he mentioned the word rejoice. Okay. Thanks for uh giving us a fun little fact there. I don't know how that was helpful, but the reality is that Paul is calling us to this rejoicing mindset. But more than anything, mm -hmm. he's calling us to a certain lifestyle. You know, he's he's alluding to it, and many times we go ahead and read Philippians 4.13, but we don't read Philippians 4.4, or we don't read Philippians 4.5, 4.6, 4.7. We just go ahead and jump straight ahead to the bookmark, to the, uh, to the magnet, to the sticker, without really understanding the depth of what Paul was trying to convey yes. here, yes. which is that Philippians 1.27, it's about conducting yourself your your conduct is how you carry yourselves in other words it's your lifestyle it's what choices do you make on a day-to-day -day basis what do you choose to watch who do you choose to hang out with what do you choose to eat how do you choose to spend time that is what a lifestyle is defined as and here paul is exhorting the church and you know calling us to this lifestyle which can be ultimately reflected by the gospel and you know the reality is, is we said this at the beginning of the podcast that the bible itself 
is the gospel. It's it's if you go and read the gospels, you get a beautiful insight into the lifestyle that Jesus lived, which is why Paul is able to with confidence say for I can do all things what? I can do all things because Paul is great? No. No. I can no. I can do I can do all things because Paul is super cool? No. No. I can do all things because Paul is super smart? No. no, I can do all things because Paul um, has a six-figure job, drives a Tesla, owns a house. No, no, I can do all things because Paul is a super, super cool person who has thousands of friends and who is f- liked by everyone on social media and has thousands of followers. No, no, there's one thing that he says, and that's through Christ. How deep is that? How powerful is that? He, he, someone like how you said, Paul never even met Jesus. Nope. He never once hung out with him. Yet somehow he was able to walk in such a deep conviction of this lifestyle. You know? Would you say uh, that he, his joy was not depending or was, or was his surrounding? He had something in the inside of him that made him to walk like that. Would you would you say that 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 was Paul's intention to really explain to the Philippians? Well, when you look at it, right, you know, like let let's zoom out for a second here and, mm-hmm. bring, and bring it into our context of our lives. Like when Paul everything that he shares here in this letter, right, he's talking to a group of people who they were Romans. They lived a pretty comfortable lifestyle the the colony of philippi was actually really really well known because it was a community that actually was filled with like retired ex-military soldiers so people who were once in the roman you know uh army i guess you Mm -hmm. could call it like these these retired military we can say veterans yeah veterans can we say veterans veterans so like it's a group of people that have lived a certain lifestyle they have earned a certain lifestyle of, like you said, um, off podcast, you know, it was interesting what you were talking about. But in other words, these individuals have been able to be self-sufficient. The reality is that many times we go through life thinking and leaning on our own understanding, thinking, hey, I can do it all. I can figure it out. Oh, don't worry about that. I got it. We, we oftentimes walk through life saying, I got to have it all figured out. But then when we go home, we're filled with anxiety or then when we go home and we're trying to go to sleep we can't sleep or we have insomnia because we're facing with problems that we haven't confronted on the outside everything might look fine but the reality i think that paul here is drawing is that it's such a beautiful uh contradiction it's almost like another paradox that in the worst of situations literally paul is in prison He's experiencing one of the most beautiful emotions that a human can experience. Joy. That is happiness. How many people do you know? How many people Mm. do we know that go through life asking themselves, how can I be happy? What do I need to do to be happy? There's a movie um, with Will Smith, a very famous movie called The Pursuit of Happiness. Oh, that's a nice movie. Yes. Wow. So many people live their lives chasing dreams, chasing goals, chasing aspirations. But I think that at the end of the day, what people really want is to just be happy. It's to just experience joy. 
And here is a man who literally has nothing. He has shackles. He has bondage physically. He's literally locked inside of a cell, yet he's experiencing joy. But yet there's people out there who are free in the world. Let's bring it in here to 2022 today. Mm-hmm. Like I yes. said, we might not be f- we might not be locked up in jail, but we're locked Physical. up with a lot of other problems. We're locked up with a lot of other afflictions that bring us down. And many times we try and use that verse to pi- to pipe us up, to hype us up, to be like, "Oh yeah, I can do all things. I'm a conqueror. I'm a conqueror." But the reality is that that's not the focus here, you know, for, for how many times this verse, you're a pastor, how many times have you preached Philippians 4.13? Many, many times. But how many, many times have you preached it from this perspective? <laughs> well, that's, that's where it, Into the Waves is, getting deep into the scripture. You know, and it's like, I think, you know, kind of to, to bring us into a little bit of a, of a, a mindset here, it's like, we make it rocket science sometimes. We think that we need to go and get the best paying job, um, get the biggest house, have the nicest clothes, um, drive the nicest cars. But really, here, what Paul is saying can produce joy in our life, what can produce happiness, is living a lifestyle which aligns with the gospel. That sounds pretty pretty easy you know but at the end of the day or not it sounds easy but it's it's a very simple solution to a very complex answer when people ask themselves how can i be happy you know if you if you go up and ask any person on the street hey what um how do you find your happiness they're not going to be able to answer you right away probably they're going to be like oh well what are you talking about but yet paul gives us such a super simple answer he says Conduct yourselves in a matter which is worthy of the gospel. And I think that's one of the questions that everybody we can relate and we ask ourselves, how can, how can I be happy? Especially when the uh, gasoline price are going up, especially if they're talking about another variant. How can we live a happy life? Paul and gives Paul us is, the answer. It's the gospel. Paul is giving us the answer. As, as someone like you who's walked for 25 years in this gospel, what what is, like if you were to share with our listeners, you know, like this could be our, our closing thought, but as someone who's walked a lifestyle, maybe obviously you as a pastor, you've never been locked up in jail, but I'm sure you faced your fair share of, of hard nights, of, of waves crashing against you, of, you know, life, because everyone goes through it, but the reality is, yet somehow you've been able to stick and invest into this gospel. Like, what is the most practical way that if you were to share with, with someone listening or if you were to go back and tell yourself 25 years ago, hey, Roberto, do this. How, how would you practically impart into living a lifestyle that is worthy of the gospel? I think, uh, just to make it simple, as Paul said it, you know, it's not your own strength. It's that that relationship, that communion, that union with Christ make him who he was, especially in those times. I like what the uh, message uh, translation said. It says that I can make it 
through anything in the one who makes me who I am. That's the uh, message translation. So, yes, in life, we're going to go through a lot of situations. Maybe, like you said, not in physical jail, but emotionally, uh, through some stuff that the only way is living that lifestyle, as Paul was referring, that will make us to live happy. Not because I have it, I don't have it. Not because I have friends, no friends. There is something that within that makes you happy. That's the simple way I can describe it. That, I mean, that's pretty abstract. Come on, give us some practical stuff here, man. You're leaving us on, that sounds super abstract. I could have just read the Bible and found that answer. Give us, give us the deep. Give us, give us the bread. Give us the the breakdown. Let's say, let's say for example, let's put it this way, okay? An easy way. You wake up and you you find out that you're sick, okay? You have to think that you have to go to the doctor. You have to think that you know what's wrong with you. You know something in your body. The first thing is it comes what you are worried about fear. Uh, you lose your peace, you lose anything. That's when you really, the lifestyle that you live, that you know that God, is the, it, it will take care of you. Doesn't matter what the doctor said. Doesn't matter what he said. You have, you have the trust that God, who loves you, will take care of you. Yeah. For, for me, that make me happy to trust in this God. And I don't have to make it mystical. I can hold my Bible. Even, like I said, I can hold my Bible and feel confident and feel secure that whatever he says is going to come to, it's going to, come to pass. Yeah, that's so good. You can really find so much practical and helpful tips simply by reading these stories, mm-hmm. by, by, by taking, you know, one day at a time, you know, by reading the scripture one day at a time, taking it down. And we're closing with this, but, you know, I challenge you as we challenge you, our listeners, to really assess yourself and really ask yourselves, you know, what what areas in my life am I experiencing anxiety? What areas in my life am I experiencing um, fear? What areas in my life am I, am I allowing myself to be imprisoned by my surroundings by my external circumstances by my whatever might be going out in the world ask ourselves those questions of where do we feel like we're not allowing our lifestyle to be worthy of the gospel you know it's a it's a hard question to sometimes press against ourselves but the reality is is when we're able to ask ourselves that question how does my lifestyle look like and how can i make my lifestyle closer to one that is one worthy of the gospel, then we take then that's us taking one step closer to our happiness. It it's not go and make more money. It's not go and buy the new car, or it's not go and get the new girlfriend or the new boyfriend. Here Paul is saying the only thing that will lead us to true happiness and to true rejoicing is that is is changing our lifestyle, you know, and that's the beauty of what we do here with into the waves it's a community of people of friends of just people trying to live a lifestyle getting closer 
to one that is worthy of the gospel, to getting closer to living a lifestyle that if Jesus were to be living here today, he'd come up to us and be like, hey, you're a pretty cool dude. You're like me. You know, it, it sometimes we make it super hard and super complicated. But throughout this week, you know, I challenge you. We challenge you. Spend some time with the Bible. Ask God to reveal some areas in your life where perhaps maybe you're compromising in your lifestyle and you're mm. not living it um, in a conduct that is worthy of the gospel. Ask, ask that. And, you know, we have someone who is known as the Holy Spirit who can reveal it to us if we ask. And what, what beautiful more comfort to know than that God is just one step away from us. We can turn what, to him at any moment. What would be the most difficult uh, part of your life that you will be challenged in this, Samuel? You're as a 21 uh, young man, uh, hustle, you know, happiness or, you know, whatever they say. What would be the hard part in your lifestyle? that you'll be challenged to tap into this type of lifestyle? It's definitely, when you talk about conduct and you talk about lifestyle, you know, that word worthy, what does it mean to be worthy of the gospel? That's the challenge because the, mm. the, the challenge that God says is that we must be in this world but not of this world it's a challenge for me you know being influenced every single day that i go and open my phone on instagram or every single day that i mm, go out that's good and hang out with people that i'm like man i want to be like that person i look up to I, I i want what they have you know they say that comparison is the thief of joy Mm. So so it's that wow. it's 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 living in a culture where everyone is telling you one thing but w being able and confident enough to just say you know what no I'm going to live the way that I know I should be living the way that I was called to I'd say that that's the biggest challenge for for me as a young person is what does it mean to live the life that God has called me to live versus what everyone else thinks I should be doing you know because that's easy, you know, especially being a young person, you will listen to people. You have to do this in order to become successful. You have to do this in order to have a happy marriage. You have to do this in order to be a good entrepreneur. But like you said, at the end of the day, you have to make that decision. What will make you really happy, successful in this lifestyle that we're talking about? Yeah, this lifestyle will lead to that happiness. Mm -hmm. I, I've I've experienced it in my life, being 21 years old. I know what it's like to live inside the presence of God or living a lifestyle that's worthy versus living a lifestyle that's unworthy. I, I know mm. what I know what that feels like. So, you know, for any of our listeners who maybe you might feel that way too, maybe you feel like, man, I'm unworthy. Hey, I've been there. But the reality is that there's there's what is known as grace and what is known as the 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 beauty of repentance there's this same jesus that we're talking about he went and he literally died on a cross and paid it the price for us to be able to live this lifestyle to be able to conduct ourselves in a way that is worthy of that sacrifice you know i i, I reflect on that a lot I think about that a lot and I pray every single day that I can be reminded of that, you know? And 
it's getting late over here for us we probably got a lot of other things to do but i just feel like you know for for those of us listening it doesn't have to be mystical but wherever you guys are at i just you know i pray and i encourage you guys to allow that lifestyle that draw that that hunger to to for happiness for joy take some time and and ask god how your lifestyle can align more with his how you can be a little bit more like jesus and one way that i recommend doing that is like we've been doing in this podcast is taking the bible and using it as a companion allowing it to be your best friend allowing it to be your guide allowing it to be your mentor in getting to live a lifestyle and learning what a lifestyle worthy of the gospel looks like and i think that's one of the uh that's uh, the purpose of you know this podcast that as we walk in in the journey together because we're walking in the journey you know we'd get close to this relationship with the uh with this companion that you know, you're 21, I'm 52, we can really say at the end of the day that myself, I'm talking from myself, I have found happiness being the Bible, my companion. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, we just want to say to you guys that we love you guys. I know we say it a lot around here, but it's true. We, we mean really, it. We really do no, love we you No, we really mean it, and, definitely. you know, we're over here investing, putting in time. But for me, I don't know how you feel, Roberto, but I know that you probably feel the same way. It's, it's an honor to get to do this. It's it is. a privilege. And it is. it's one of my biggest pleasures, one of my biggest joys. This, whether you guys might believe it or not, is helping me to live a lifestyle worthy of the gospel. So, you know, find what works for you. You know, maybe it's not a podcast. Maybe it's reading books. Maybe it's whatever it might be. But... We encourage you guys to, as always, stay wavy, y'all. Let the waves come, but y'all stay wavy out there. Manténganse en la ola. All the way from Redding, California. This is a one-off scenario. I don't like recording over the internet, so I don't think <laughs> we will be doing this again. But thank you guys. We for did sitting, it. Thank you guys for sitting through it. We did it. it. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Peace out. God bless you all. Take care.